0: So we're dealing with a lot of baggage, and that's why social media is harmful, because it exploits all of that genetic baggage from 20,000 years ago. super far right wing people always so conspiratorial about things and then left wing super left wing people are always so anarchist It's, it's weird man there's so many right wing people in my life that a lot of them are convinced that there's just this pedophile ring happening and all these rich Democrats are eating babies. It's uh, so it's 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 hard to have a conversation with people like that because because they speak with so much conviction, and and <laughs> it's like how do you tell them no that's probably not true they'll probably say something like well you, you can't prove that it isn't true uh, i don't think i have to i get i used to get this a lot when i would have religious discussions a lot of religious people like i would say i don't believe in god because there's no evidence. And then they would say, well, you can't prove that he doesn't exist. And I I don't think that's my job. I don't think it's up to me to prove that he doesn't exist. Like, I've always heard, it's not my job to prove a negative. It's your job to prove a positive. Or... What Christopher Hitchens said once, extraordinary claims without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. And that's kind of how I feel about that. But it's crazy how... how more people in my life are becoming more extreme with their views. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time and i i did make an episode about why i left facebook because of this i do kind of wish i was still on it though just to watch hmm. it was always fascinating to have people you know there's there's patterns that that take place with people like this they They're usually, they usually never finished college or even went to college. And I should point out that I have not finished college either. High school is the furthest official education that I have, you know, academically. But that's one of the patterns. A lot of them, they tend to be pretty old. Not all of them, but. It seems a lot easier to fool older people on the internet. Just because they, it's, I guess they just don't really know how it operates. It's, <laughs> that was so annoying when I was on Facebook. Just, I would see, they would just see a meme, a, a, a regular meme. It was very pixelated. It was a foggy meme. It had incorrect grammar. And it was making a claim about something. And sometimes it was hard to tell if they were being real or not. If they really believed what they were sharing. There's this one Photoshop picture of AOC... Alexandrio Ocasio-Cortez of her farting fire or something like it was a weird photo where fire is coming out of her ass and but if i if i shared that i would kind of be trolling in a way i would sort of be making fun of people who share anything and believe it But people who... People I know who have shared other crazy claims with no evidence and preposterously, like, a huge claim that can easily... You can just look it up and find it and quickly find out that, no, that's not true. People like that, they were sharing this photo. And... I... I... I didn't like I couldn't even really be pissed or annoyed it was hilarious if it if they were sharing it sincerely because it you know it did look kind of real. It looked like an old college photo blurry with uh, taken with uh, those wind-up camera things. But obviously, you can't shoot fire out your ass unless you live in South Texas and eat nothing but Mexican food. But I, I, I never know what to do with that. And you can't really do anything with it, honestly. You You can't really have a conversation with people like that. like what could you what could you tell them to unconvince them Usually when I have a an argument like that I hardly focus on the substance of of the topic like what is being argued I usually come at it from a like not what you're thinking but how you're thinking about it why you think this is true and maybe if you come at it from that angle you it, you can have an easier time convincing people of like maybe try to tell them like did you give yourself a criteria before sharing this photo did you find out to see if it was true did you was it just a knee-jerk reaction you saw it you shared it and was just waiting for the likes. Um, It got, it was insane. I, I left Facebook like nine months ago. And from what I've heard, I've gotten messages from people who are concerned about other people in my life. And they're like, hey, is this person okay? Have, like, have you been on Facebook? No. Why? Well, this person is sharing nonsense. Easily fact-checkable. And the only people who believe it are just the circle of friends where she got the information. I'm going to have to bleep that out. I don't want to give away the the gender give me a second oh uh, shit sorry okay um yeah it's uh it's uh I, I, I never know sorry I, I got damn it <clears throat> um, I'm trying hard not to give away names or even sex just to protect people because I don't know who's listening to this podcast, honestly but someone is there's people and it, ke- it, it it's growing and I hardly ever post about it anywhere I have an Instagram for it. That's it. But people keep coming in and listening. And the average audience viewership is growing. But So I have no clue who's listening to this. Some people from my hometown, for sure, have found it. So, whatever. But, yeah... uh, I do kind of miss Facebook just to watch and observe. You can kind of observe a lot about the human psyche through social media. Because people are behaving in ways they would never behave face-to-face. And it's not necessarily changing people. it's, It's exposing them for who they are. And uh, at least for me. So when I was on Facebook, I, I, it was easy to be confrontational. It was easy to get a rise out of people. But in person, I'm very agreeable. I'm non-confrontational. I, I don't really want the heated discussion. But on... Sorry, my chair keeps doing the thing but on Facebook i that's what I would kind of fish out I would sort of bait people to get in arguments with that's not healthy it's not good and it, it, and also it went against the way I behave in real life and that's sort of when I started noticing realizing maybe I shouldn't be on here my my online behavior is different from my uh, offline behavior. That's honestly that's why I kind of make an argument for more regulation on social media because it's an area where it kind of gets overlooked, where people just. People become more primitive online. We, we slowly go back into our chimp behavior. Our monkey DNA starts kicking in. Like, we become closer to a chimp online with how chimps behave offline. Well, no chimps are online. But the way chimps behave in the real world, we're clo- our behavior is closer to that online than it is when we're offline. I think that's pretty true. It's so so much easier to form tribes and make enemies, you know, us versus them. But it was fun to to observe. If if I had the, the discipline to to uh, to not post on Facebook maybe sometimes a picture of where i'm traveling but it it's too easy for me to just get sucked back into the the political realm the thinking my opinion has more value than it does and it's just so easy to just argue that's why i got off facebook it wasn't really because of other people it was because of me the way i behaved and some people just make it too easy to, to start arguing. And I eventually got Twitter shortly after I deleted Facebook. I had a Twitter years ago. Deleted it for a couple years. Got it again in the summer. Just deleted it again because it was the same shit. Just too easy. And, you know, also the opinions I would share where, like, I had no intention on changing any of it. I just wanted to bitch. Like, who who cares? <laughs> and I figured if I, if I don't care deeply enough to try to change things in the real world, I, I should probably stop complaining so much. Why am I filling my head with all this stuff that really, uh, off the internet, it like I don't focus on it at all, so I don't I don't have a platform anymore. I have Instagram, but that's just for pictures. I I'm pretty good not making Instagram. Well, Instagram's a whole other issue. Instagram is the problem of sincerity, or like it's a different version of being inauthentic people just post the positive things, the, the scripted visual, like how, do you ever see some of those videos whenever the riots were going on in the summer of some of these Instagram influencers who are having their picture taken with like a, a hammer or some tool that they, they're like trying to give the, the, impression that they're fixing the broken windows of, of the cities but once the picture was taken they like okay we're done we're good let's let's go find another way to look like we're saints Instagram it encourages a lot of that and I've always wondered if you just did something as simple as getting rid of the like button on Facebook, on On uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Just something as simple as that. I think it would be enough to make people more authentic, post more of themselves rather than how they want other people to see them. That's really what people are fishing for in a lot of cases. That's kind of how it is on Facebook, for sure. Or Twitter. Whenever, whenever you share an opinion and it happens to become popular, it gets a lot of attention, you get a lot of praise for it, your mind is going to start working in that direction. You know, Maybe you had one political opinion on an isolated topic, but it got a lot of attention so it, it motivated you to to look into other political areas and try to express your opinion on those just because of that one popular post you had or something like that that's that kind of happened with me a little bit i didn't i never had like extremely popular posts but there were a couple that stood out and so like but even even with that, you know, off the data that I had, I would focus on, oh, this is a particular topic that seems to give me more attention. So I'm gonna focus more on this. And it's not the fact it's not that I care about the topic what I'm talking about, it's that this is what's gonna get me more attention. And the same with Instagram. Maybe there is a little bit of that in me on Instagram. Because on Instagram, I try to, I have a travel account. And it's, it's nothing but just pictures of trees and mountains and nature and stuff. And uh, that's fine. I mean, I do like to hike and stuff. But maybe I'm trying to give people the illusion that I, I'm more adventurous than I actually am. And it, it, it's one of those things where it's hard to be honest with yourself because you, you don't want to be, you don't want to find out that you're a narcissist, that you're more vain than you think. But that's something I've sort of had to, it's something I've been pondering about myself lately. And there's, there's something to it. For sure, but again, like if we, if you we got rid of the like button, just one little piece of code, just take it out of the app. It's a simple thing to do, but I think it would have a profound effect on the way we use the internet. Just getting rid of the like button. Hmm. I I I think there would be a lot to it. But, you know, from a business perspective, like how can you, like what's a way you can run a business like Instagram or Facebook and getting rid of the like button, but making sure that you can continue to make more money. Because I feel like if you got rid of the like button, it would definitely put a hit on their bottom line. I wouldn't doubt it because the likes are what's keeping people to go back on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and check check to see how much attention the post got. But if you if you don't have the like button you don't really feel motive you're less inclined to go on and check to see who likes it because no one likes it you know So you'll post and then leave the app and then you can't see. Uh, all the ads that they're trying to push to you so if there is a way to get rid of the like button but somehow make more money or make just as much money I think uh, social media sites would be inclined to do it but I don't know how you could replace the like button and you know and how can you look out for our well-being and but still make money because the, the less you look out for the sanity of everyone, the more money you're probably going to make on these sites because they're designed to keep you on. Obviously, I don't know, maybe you can start off on an individual basis, maybe that maybe because for someone like me the whole reason i don't have a facebook is because i don't trust myself to not post stupid political opinions but if i could reach out to facebook and tell them hey i'll 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 stay on your platform but make it to where only i can do this or only i can do that but because I don't think there's an option to do that. I honestly I don't know, maybe there is, but if I knew there was an option like that, and an option that I couldn't change. Something where once it's set, it's set. Kind of thing because it'd be so easy to just reset it. If there's something like that, that would that would keep me on their platform but also be looking out for my well-being. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Things like this I, I, I think about because obviously social media isn't going anywhere. And that's, as of now, if everything stays as it is now on social media, I don't think that's a good thing. I would like to see how Facebook is now that Trump is out of office. I wonder if it's more heated, less heated. You know, are we still cuz he was a very polarizing person and a lot of the opinions in politics went towards him. So, now that he's out of the picture, I I wonder what people are focusing on now. And because I think I made this point a few podcasts ago, a few episodes ago. Uh, Like, Obama, he became president when Facebook was taking off. Like, he was in it, at least his second term. I, I mean, Facebook has been around since the 2000s, but it didn't really take off probably until, like, 2010 the 2012 something like that that's when everybody and their grandmother was on it literally and and he became president right when everyone had a platform you know everyone had an opinion to be shared and liked and influenced to keep posting opinions because they're being liked so he was he was the first Facebook president, you know, and I i doubt he was as bad as people on Facebook were putting him out to be, you know, and it could be the same for Trump, for sure, because I got a lot of my news from social media about him, and, yeah, so... I, I'm sure it'll be the same with Biden. He'll be just as disgraced from conservatives and liberals will ignore the shitty things he does, just the same thing that Trump supporters did. And, you know, we just look out for our team. We look out for the leader on our team, and it's so easy to overlook the shitty behavior that comes from our team. Because there were people who were Trump supporters who were ignoring particular behavior that he was doing but as soon as Biden became president they were immediately fixated on the same behavior and that's how you know you're you're part of a political cult but how how do you how can you actually realize that you're in a cult like I wonder if I'm in a cult. Even even a benign cult. Like there are there's I feel like that word cult and religion and group and team, I feel like it should be more broad. Cause you can have tech cults, you know, like people who are committed to Apple and don't use Windows. That's that's a cult mentality We don't call that a cult But it's kind of coming from the same Thought process So Yeah, this chair So I wonder if there's anything In my life Where I kind of think in a cult Way Cultish manner I mean But those kinds of cults That's, it's benign It's harmless It's kind of fun and maybe, I don't even think we can escape th- that kind of thought process. Because our, ge- our genetic memory goes back 20,000 years or so. I mean, Homo sapiens, we've been around for over 100,000 years, but I think our genetic memory goes back to our ancestors from roughly 20,000 years. A little before the agricultural revolution. And no doubt that those people were thinking in tribes. Like their, their, their whole way of life revolved around tribes, groups. That's how they survived. They needed their little, little cliques. And so we, we have a lot of leftover baggage from, from those times. That's why a lot of us are, are really fat because our genetic memory goes back to when we were like in the savannah and we saw a berry bush and we had to eat it all, otherwise, the baboons would come and take it. So we ate everything in that berry bush. But now, today, our brains see a, a stack of berries at Walmart. And our brain, our subconscious is kind of like, we better eat that for the baboons eat it. But there's no baboons anymore. But our our genes hasn't caught up to that fact. So we're dealing with a lot of baggage. And that's why social media is harmful. Because it exploits all of that genetic baggage from 20,000 years ago. We still think we're in the savannah. But no, we're on fucking Facebook. So that's kind of why I'm in favor of more regulation. I don't know if free speech should apply wholly on social media. In an ideal world. Okay, but I I also am, like, obviously I have concerns about, like, who, okay, who, okay, if we can all agree on that. Then who's gonna decide what shouldn't be talked about? That's where the problem comes in, because we everything is subjective and we're not all gonna agree on like what level of free speech would be allowed. But total free speech is harmful. That's that's an unpopular opinion, but I'm I like if you just like really think about it, absolute Free speech is bad. And, like, some people are going to say, like, oh, well, it's not necessarily that we have complete free speech. You can't yell fire in a theater. You can't threaten someone's life. Things like that. You can't incite violence. You can't incite people to storm the Capitol. But that word incite, it's 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 a squirrely word because... It's, like, it's also subjective and like, what level of incitement was there, particularly, like, on the Capitol. Like, legally, would it hold ground? Probably not. But it's obvious that's what happened, you know. But the words that were used weren't necessarily inciting anything, if you're going to get on, a, like, a grammatical level. But that's what happened, you know but I digress. But uh, yeah, I do think in an ideal world, uh, the online world should have its own... It should probably have its own constitution. It should kind of be separate from the real world. Because this is a completely different animal. But we're still applying all the rules we gave ourselves a couple hundred years ago to this new world. It's a place like I hate the when people argue that no Facebook's the new town square. Not really. There weren't a billion people in one town square. Like this is a this is a different thing. But again, it's who do we give The power to to dictate what should not be allowed in the online world to free speech. We're all okay with not having porn on Facebook. A lot of us are, you know, a lot of family people. We don't allow just tits and dick everywhere on Facebook. That would be chaos. But I guess also in the real world we don't really allow that, unless you live in Oregon where public nudity is I think is illegal. I know tits are allowed because I've, I've seen them out in the open. but you get what I'm saying like what where does it where's the line? I'm not gonna be the one to to draw the line, but I do think there should be a line. That's the thing. That's it. I just think there should be a line. I just don't know where it should be. But I think the level of, of freedom that's on Facebook now and Twitter is a bit much. It's a bit excessive. That's that's one interesting thing. Uh, conservatives and liberals, they both, they're both pissed off at big tech, but for different reasons. Liberals get mad when, like, why haven't you banned this person yet? He's He's just inciting all this chaos to ensue in the real world, and and the conservatives they're like, why are you banning us? This is against free speech and stuff like that. But there's a there's a balance somewhere in there. I think Twitter sometimes will abuse their 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 powers to like ban people for like there's been some frivolous reasons why people got banned off of Twitter and Facebook. But also there's been completely reasonable reasons to get rid of somebody and never and they never got rid of them, you know. I I don't know if they're still on there, but a few years ago like people people were getting banned for being all trollish telling people learn to code It was sort of an insult to people who worked in coal mines and stuff like that. Or some guy, he misgendered somebody, called her dude, something, and it was enough to ban him. But at the same time, there were ISIS accounts recruiting people and stuff. I don't know if they're still on there, but there was a time when both of those things were happening. And I'm sure when you run of a business as huge as Facebook or Twitter, it's, how do you monitor all of that? It's got to be, <laughs> you have to have a whole city of employees to be working on that. But these are, these are, these are going to be issues that our kids and grandkids are going to be dealing with. Probably no one right now because we're, we're all kind of... We're still the guinea pigs of what's to come. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know where it's going to end up. But there's definitely... We're definitely going through a transition period right now. That's why it's so chaotic. Ooh. We we just... We have this technology that has surpassed our own human rationality and we can't we don't know what to do with it we can't agree on how we should go about changing it reforming it Hmm. it's it's a it's an interesting topic for sure it's a fun one because no one really has a good answer just yet there's probably just going to be someone to force the hand and there's going to be a huge decision that half the people aren't going to agree with. And that's that's something interesting, though. Like, whenever a huge decision is made like that, our attention span to go against it tapers off, like, fairly soon. It's It's amazing how... Little attention. How long we can pay attention to something? Like you'll you'll notice this whenever there's a there's a school shooting or something. It'll be about two weeks of a conversation where like we should ban assault rifles. No, it's we should have the right to bear arms. Like you'll we'll hear this debate go on for like two weeks, and then we're 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 tired. We're fatigued. We're we're done. Now we're just gonna wait another 6 months for another school shooting to happen and then we're going to have this 2 week debate again but nothing gets solved we just we just bicker for 2 weeks both sides and you kind of see that with everything the George Floyd protests honestly that was those are that was probably the longest reaction to something like that that was but also i wonder if you could take into account the fact that People were cooped up in their house. They wanted some sort of justification to be out on the streets. Maybe. You know, people are social animals. We can't be stuck inside alone. We're going to be more aggressive. You can learn that with chimps. Chimps held in captivity are far more aggressive than chimps in in the wild. And we're we're, 2% different from chimps. So I I bet you could contribute being locked inside to a longer reaction to something like George Floyd. But also at the same time, like it was a pretty obvious murder. Or like it was it was just on tape, so blatantly obvious, like you're on his neck, he can't breathe, he keeps telling you can't breathe. Oh, he's dead. You know, it was it was just so clear as day. And so that that probably caused a stronger reaction, stronger and longer reaction than usual. <sighs> Mm-mm. But oh man, did I just get distracted? Where am I? What was I talking about? But yeah, uh who the hell knows what's gonna happen with the internet? This whole time I've been holding the microphone up to my face. Usually I would just lean forward like a two foot and two feet and talk like that. But now I'm just holding it up to my mouth. I hope the quality is more or less the same. Because it looks like the the visual of my audio is different. But we'll see. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else to talk about. I li- I like I like topics like this because, because it kind of feels like we're all trying to find the answer. Not all of us, but people who pay attention to hmm. things like this. Um, yeah. I honestly forgot what I was talking about just a minute ago. I, I was mentioning George Floyd. And our attention span, like when something happens. Oh, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like, whenever there's a school shooting, we'll be up in arms for two weeks, both sides. But then it, we lose focus, and that's the case with pretty much everything. So I wonder if someone did make a law that was rather extreme, but now it's law like I, I can't really think of a good example like if 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 Facebook decided to ban all conservatives obviously I'm not advocating for this but I'm just trying to think of an extreme example of like what would happen <clears throat> um, I I don't doubt people, Facebook would get sued hmm um, you know what? Maybe that's too extreme. I, th- I don't think that would hold up. I think conservatives would win that one. Perhaps. But let's say they couldn't. And I, I wonder how long people would just kind of forget about it. i like, okay, I guess conservatives are no longer allowed on this platform. It's been a month now. All right. Okay, let's go, let's go go-kart racing or something. Let's go do something in the real world. I don't know. That's it's probably too extreme of, a, of an example. I don't think that's going to happen. But you will have conservative paranoid conservative people, the conspiratorial kind who who do believe that that's bound to happen. Where conservatives are just going to be deplatformed. Ooh, excuse me. I'm I don't know that's a that's a strange one cuz there is a terms of an agreements terms of agreements whatever like we all we all sign a digital contract before we get on these things and we all agree to the rules and things like that that's where conservatives kind of forget like 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 banning trump off of twitter that that went that was totally in line with what they made you agree with before you got on Twitter, you know? Who cares how public of a figure he is? That was the whole reason he was on Twitter for that long, because he was so... He was deemed essential news, you know? He... But if, if he was a nobody, they they would have got rid of him the first day. But, yeah... I think that's all I can say about that. I don't know what else to talk about. Oh, I'm kind of burned out too. Oh, my neck hurts. So I, I haven't, I haven't gone off my, my habits yet. It's hard as fuck right now, literally. I'm on day five of. Day five of uh, no orgasms. And it sucks But I have to remind you I went 49 days once So Dave Usually when I would do this There would be a lot of confidence and motivation At the beginning Where oh okay Eight days I can do this Like I was so I was so motivated But this time it's right out of the gates So difficult To just not You know I just want to a little release working out helps it definitely helps yesterday i had an intense workout just because i had to have one otherwise i would have i would have betrayed my my goal of not having an orgasm it's weird that like i feel like most people they're not going to talk about their orgasms like this But I will. It's fun for me. I don't think there really is a a conversation that's off topics for me. But maybe there are a few topics where I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm a little hesitant to bring up. Especially since, you know, like I'm a nobody in this life. So I can easily get fired for talking about certain things. Ideally, I would love to be unfireable. I'm really sorry about this chair. I got it for free. I found it by the dumpster. And I needed the chair. I washed it, don't worry. Got all the big bugs out of it. But, like most, like, I'll talk about pretty much anything with my friends. My close friends that are in person. And we're all just shooting the shit. I don't think we've ever left anything off the table. But as I, as I do more of this podcast, as it becomes more popular, um, I do get a little more comfortable talking about certain things on here. And orgasms is one of them. Nofap, that's one of them. The whole reason I'm doing Nofap is because I was exposed to porn at a very early age in life. And it, it, it fucked with my conditioning Growing up, so I wonder if it's even pointless. Like, what if it's just? Ah, I'm really sorry about all these cricks. I hope that's not an issue on the podcast. But yeah, I was I was watching hardcore porn at like eleven or twelve, just because I had access to it. Goddamn LimeWire, man! Started off about downloading free music. Uh, I discovered, hey, you can download more than just music. And I did. I downloaded way more than just music. <clears throat> so yeah, I was exposed very early. I mean, I've seen boobs before that. But to regularly start watching hardcore porn before you're a teenager, that's, that's, that's going to be an issue in your 20s, in your 30s. So occasionally I'll have periods where I don't... Have orgasms, just so I. Because when after a while, like when you watch that much pornography, it you start seeing life differently. As Chris Rock puts it, it makes you sexually autistic. You get ED too early of an age. We can talk about that another time. But so uh, it's really to kind of help bring my brain back to normal if it's possible I think it is it's just super duper hard I mean even if I didn't have a porn problem uh, not orgasming is hard enough literally but adding the fact that oh I just want to mix it with some porn at the same time that that it makes it just unbearably stimulating. And that's kind of what I'm working on. Getting rid of desires or not necessarily getting rid of them, but watering them down at the very least and limiting them and learning how to distract myself. you know rep- rep- you can't really get rid of a bad habit but you can replace it. But for someone like me, I, I have to be busy all the time. It seems like. And then I just get fatigued with being too busy. And I'm like, man, I, I really need to take a load off. You know what I should do? So it's, it's, a, it's a vicious circle. But I'm working on it. I'm not too worried. Brene Brown really emphasizes on... It's like, if you're going to give in, don't don't... The shame, the shame attached to giving in is really what puts the icing, the cherry on top of really making you like a, a worse person. It's the shame involved in it. Like if if I can own these bad habits, that's at least a good start. You know, I'm still indulging in them. But if I can get rid of the shame aspect, that's a great first step. But that's 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 just as hard as getting rid of the habit. Getting rid of the shame and I think talking about it especially on here on a public forum it it helps it helps get rid of the shame because I'm sure there are some people who who also have this issue but they're not going to talk about it because they're shame you know and you're gonna get publicly ridiculed you're gonna get the stink eye people are gonna look at you sideways. But I don't really care about that. I never really cared. I, uh, you know, I, I'm 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 going to take that back. I care less about what people think than a lot of people, but to a degree I still do care. I'm not a psychopath. It would be a lot more easy for me if I was, but no. I'm too feely. I'm I'm definitely the kind of like if I was famous, I would not be able to read the comments on my posts of anything, because I would just curl up in a fetal position and call myself a, a stupid slut or something. I'm, I'm, a, I'm brittle when it comes to criticism. I can be. I, I've gotten better over the years. It's, it's one of the, the things I'm working on. I'm talking about, like, insults. not not, not, not necessarily constructive criticism. If I feel like you're being reasonable I, I can I can see it You know But if you're just being insulting and, and if more people Are piling on Like oh Maybe I am a fat bitch That's That's kind of just how I am Can't help it I was I was a sensitive kid I've gotten a lot better though For sure For sure For sure But yeah I almost did an hour so, this might be a good stopping point. Most people are probably not listening beyond thirty minutes. so this is probably a good place to stop. Uh, yeah, I, this is a good this is a good episode. I didn't honestly, I came in here not knowing what I would talk about, but I managed to get an hour out, so good. Awesome. All right, I really hope this audio ends up being fine. We'll see. I'll let you know. Bye-bye.